there's literally no drawback mm-hmm. to mulching your garden. It takes a small amount of time mm-hmm. and huge benefits as a result of that. So totally worth your time. Hey there, welcome to the Maritime Gardening Podcast. This is episode 37, and uh, today we're going to be talking with Greg. Hey! Hey, there you are, there you are. Whew, glad you're there. All right. Uh, <laughs> the suspense. <laughs> yeah, the suspense. It's, yeah, you're, you're pretty consistently there every episode. Yes. <laughs> um. So um, yeah, let's dive right into it. What are, what are we? Uh, what, are, what are you going over today? Uh, well, today we're going to talk about we're going to revisit the issue of mulch, uh, why they're important, uh, different types of mulch, and uh, why they're so integral to uh, permaculture design. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, we'll just do a little bit of a, a random topics to start with, just to uh, mm. um, just so we don't. Get right into business. Oh, I know what uh, we'll do, if, if you don't mind. If I, don't lose your spot. I just thought of something. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm going to do this uh, live. Well, live as we're recording it. But, yeah, so we had the uh, Mackenzie C. giveaway uh, contest. Let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. Just a quick minute. And uh, we, we appreciate everybody who took part. It, it, it was the closest thing to going viral that I think we've experienced. And it's over for those people that are still <laughs> trying to win seeds. It's over. That one's over. Thank you for uh, all the sharing, but it's over. Yeah, it was amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you for all the sharing. Really, thank it was you incredible. It. That that one post. I'm looking at it right now. As of the time of this recording, reached thirty uh, thirty thousand five hundred and twenty-one people. God. And it was shared four hundred and thirteen times. And I'm not even sure how many comments we have here, but a lot. And uh, anyway, we did pick our five winners from that and one winner that replied from the email. So we got all those out, and I got confirmation from at least one person that received uh, their seeds. And uh, yeah, so we appreciate that. We will be doing a few more contests throughout the season, so keep your eye out. And um, yeah, anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, we got we still got some stuff that they mm-hmm. gave us. That uh, anyone that watched the unboxing video, there's there's yeah. still more stuff. I'm not hoarding it. I'm no. still going to give it all away. That's right. Um, we just thought we'd do things along themes, I guess. So we did right. seeds. Right. Now the seeds are gone. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. keep participating if you like, but the contest is over. <laughs> yes. uh, anyway, back to mulch. Sorry. If you share tonight, you're not going to win. <laughs> you're, no, but you'll be a winner in our eyes. You'll, exactly. You'll, mm. you'll win my favor. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, speaking of seeds, it's uh, May 2-4 weekend or, or Victoria Day weekend mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Um, I guess Memorial Day weekend if you're an American and and I don't know what they call this in other parts of the world. Maybe yeah. just uh, May 24th, <laughs> nothing weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and it's just kind of odd that we, you know, um, make it a big event. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, I guess we have a queen. Yeah, um, we do. So, I guess 
Oh, I guess we have a quick. I guess we're a colony. So, <laughs> greetings for the colonies. <laughs> From one peasant to another. Yes. Uh, thank God the Queen gave us a day off. Uh, so this is May uh, May twenty fourth weekend uh, in Canada. This is I don't know if this is the case for every province, but certainly here in the Nova in, in the Nova Scotia, it's, it's uh, everybody gets uh, Friday off or Monday off or both. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Monday or <laughs> it's Friday? It's just Monday, I think. Why aren't my kids in school tomorrow? I have no idea. Mine are in school tomorrow. Is it like Good Friday, May? No. Good Victoria Day. <laughs> <laughs> No, man. Yeah. There's no holiday. On Monday or or Friday. They're at the, they're at the you know, the sort of, you know, place we stick them when school's closed. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We pay to look after them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Babysitter. So I don't know. Yeah, like expensive sort mm-hmm. of, um, you know, uh, uh, yeah. professional adult babysitters. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's... Uh, yeah. So this is the weekend that people tend to around this part of, I imagine most places in uh, northern areas. This is when people traditionally put their gardens in. Um, mm. I'm, you know, I'm not. I've got it, most of my gardens in. Everything except the heat-loving plants are in, for yeah. the most part. Right. I'm forgetting a couple things, um, and I really should be spending the weekend. Working on that, but I'm going. I'm going fishing this weekend. <laughs> Can't blame you, man. Have at it. Have at Taking it. Gonna break from civilization and everything yeah. else. Um, but I mean, really, where where I live, this weird little microclimate where I live, it's it always pays to wait another week anyway. Uh, every every year when I do stuff, and this weekend is exceptionally hot. It's very, you know, uh, today was outrageous. It was like 27 degrees Celsius today. Really hot day. Yeah. I, was, I planted some cucumbers this morning, um, but I mean, every the last three years when I've planted cucumbers this time of year, they've rotted in the ground. So you know, chances are they're going to do that anyway. That's why I, uh, I stopped for two reasons. I thought, Greg, what are you doing? They're all going to rot because it's what always happens this time of year. Mm-hmm. You don't live. It's just you're not in. You're not lucky like that. You're mm-hmm. not, where you live. It doesn't work. Also, the black flies were insane. Mm-hmm. They were they were destroying nothing. It was like something out of a Stephen King novel this, this morning. Um, the black flies were just, yeah. uh, man, just uh, just crazy. I mean, it's been so nice. cold lately, and they're trying to make up make up time, right? Yeah. Blood now. Yeah. Um, also had as a result of the intense heat today, I may have had a garden disaster. Um, so uh, I think I spoke in a previous episode about how I was starting my peppers, eggplants, and tomatoes in my cold frames. Yeah. Oh, no. So I didn't even think about it this morning. I left, and I had a bunch of things to do. Oh, no. I got back to the house around, I don't know, four or something. I was like, I should go have a look at the garden, see what's going on, (laughs) see what's up. And I was like, I looked in the the cold frame, and uh, everything in there looked like it was dying. And it might have killed everything. Uh-uh. Uh, I don't know. I well, it must have everything. been like 80 degrees in there. Yeah, I left the lids open Celsius. for the first I'll probably have to leave them open. I'm going to be gone the whole weekend. It's not like my wife's going to be yeah. micromanaging it. Right, right. So just leave them open on the weekend, and who knows what's going to happen. And, um, so a little bit frustrating, but, you know, for anyone that's new to gardening or 
is just you just got to roll with stuff. Look, if they all die, I'll just go to the store and buy transplants. Who cares? You know, yeah, like, yeah. I can't really get that into shape. Yes, I had, you know, I bought special species of eggplant. I bought a special variety of tomato, special kinds of peppers. Really excited about all of that. But if they're all dead, what what I gotta do? I can't go back in time. It's it's over. That's it. You blew it. So just go and, you know, spend $10 on transplants and stick them in the ground and get over it and move on with your life. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Every year I have some sort of catastrophe. I mean, literally seven hours of inattention today. And I might have lost something I've been working towards for the last three weeks. Yeah. That's just how it goes sometimes. That's that's life in the big city. Yeah. It's like yeah, the yeah. big city. Big garden, baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just over it and just roll with it. So what, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, so hopefully, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I'll know, you know, when I get, I gave everything a good water and took all the, all the tops off and it's going to be warm all weekend. It's not going to be any. There's no danger of frost overnight this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I'll have a look at things on um, on Sunday when I get back. And, uh, yeah. Cool. Who knows? We'll yeah. Just, well, I just thought I'd let people know that because, you know, some people, um, I, I, so, and maybe it's just me. I see garden gurus on. I wouldn't call myself a guru, but. It's, well, it's we sort think of, you are. There, there's like the. What would you call that? The the image or the sort of myth of perfection. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's just ridiculous. You know, mm. things go wrong all the time. And, uh, you know, there's just absolutely no point in mm. uh, getting any, you know, getting, sparing a second being worried about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just, you know, there's, 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 the world hasn't ended. There's stores and you can buy transplants and they're relatively cheap. Mm-hmm. So just do that. So what? Yeah, All right. So yeah. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> if I talk any longer, people are going to think I'm trying to convince myself. Um, <laughs> I think you are. <laughs> no, I've been through this enough. It's just whatever. Yeah. This is what it is. Maybe, maybe everything's just fine. Maybe they just got a little stressed and they're they're going to be fine. Oh, there's one other thing. Um, uh, I've said in previous episodes that nothing eats uh, garlic greens. Yes, and I really not. I mean, I've seen things take bites out of my garlic greens, yeah. but for more than a bite or two. Mm-hmm. Well, I was in my garden today. It's when I was out there watching all my transplants die, and um, there was a giant caterpillar. I'm talking like almost three inches long. Wow! One of my garlic, and it was eating it. <laughs> like, like if you ate something that was horrible, you wouldn't like. Take you wouldn't eat for five minutes. You'd take one bite and say, "Oh my God, that's this is true. That's true." It just sat there and watched it chew for five minutes. So it's like, okay, this this caterpillar isn't making a mistake. No, it knows what it's doing. Caterpillar yeah. likes his garlic. This must be like, yeah. you know, a caterpillar from uh, the Mediterranean or something. Yeah. I don't know. The caterpillar likes his garlic, yeah. so I killed him. But. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to spare us the details. Oh, he was destroyed. Yes. But uh, killed him violently, but <laughs> <laughs> he's gone. But anyway, there. I guess there was a, a I guess, and he really uh, almost looked like a stick. He was very well camouflaged, but he was really enjoying that garlic. So I guess there are pests that like garlic, because um, I wouldn't have believed that if I hadn't have seen it. Um, yeah. So... Uh, hopefully there's off to keep an eye open for those guys. Uh-huh. He was really going to town. I mean, a caterpillar that size, 
Huh. It was like the size of, you know, if you took a pencil and cut a two or three inch piece of a, that, that size, like yeah. the, the diameter of a pencil, right? Yeah. And about three inches long. Huh. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. So back to mulches. Um, so the first thing uh, I want to talk about is why they're important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I've mentioned before, uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is that I just keep seeing gardens with no mulch. I see vegetable gardens with no mulch, and I see flower gardens with no mulch. I mean, a flower garden, whatever. You know, if mm-hmm. uh, if your flowers aren't big, you're not denied food. Right. Uh, if you're trying to grow food, man, why wouldn't you do everything to make that easier and get a better yield? Yeah. Uh, I keep seeing vegetable gardens with no mulch. And uh, so why do you use mulches in a vegetable garden, right? To keep your weeds down and greatly improve water retention. The mulch breaks down and feeds the soil and feeds and organisms in the soil, which is basically fertilization. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, the mulch, by by keeping the sun off the soil, keeping a stable temperature in the soil because it's basically like a shield, mm-hmm. and keeping stabilizing the moisture levels in the soil, it makes that soil uh, an ideal environment for the beneficial organisms in the soil right. that main, maintain and improve your soil for you. Mm-hmm. So, it all of those things are time savers, work savers, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. Right? You don't have to water as much. You don't have to weed as much. You don't have to deal with fertilization. Uh, you don't have to till, blah, 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 blah. So there's there's literally no drawback mm-hmm. to mulching your garden. It takes a small amount of time mm-hmm. and huge benefits as a result of that. So totally worth your time. Yeah. Uh, different types of mulch uh, out there, as we've mentioned before, rainmill wood chips, that's uh, wood chips that are not the ones you buy in a bag from the garden center. Those are pretty much dead wood chips. Mm-hmm. Uh, wood chips are wood chips that are like branches and leaves that have gone through a wood chip or the kind that an arborist or a tree service might uh, generate when they're chipping up trees on the side of the road. Right. These wood chips, if they're in a pile, they get really hot. Yeah. And they've got a combination of, of carbon and nitrogen. They've got green. They've got... The bark from the branches, they might have green needles um, in the branches. And, it, it, and I don't worry about if the branches are from a, a spruce tree or a deciduous tree. Uh, I find deciduous trees, you know, uh, non-evergreen trees, uh, tend to break down faster. Mm-hmm. But the notion that using uh, spruce trees or pine tree or uh, evergreen boughs that have been chewed up, chipped up, uh, on your garden are are going to raise the acidity of your soil or ruin your soil, whatever. That is completely bogus. Um, huh. If I had the time, I would love to show you some resources on that. There's been studies on that. Um, the, 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 the pine needles or spruce needles do have a degree of acidity, but by the time those needles break down and start incorporating themselves into your soil, the acidity is is greatly decreased to an extent that it doesn't really affect your soil at all. Uh, I built a garden um, downtown three years ago Hmm. uh, where I put horse manure down and I put wood chips on top and the wood chips was full of spruce needles, full Mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. And that garden um, two years in a row has had a fantastic, it's never been, I've never done anything to that garden. Like literally, didn't do anything to the soil, didn't do anything. We put a little bit more mulch down last year, 
didn't do anything to the soil. So it's just that horse manure covered in pine needle wood chips. Huh. And it's teeming with growth, right? Wow. Uh, fantastic year last year in that garden with almost no, almost no maintenance. Literally, I went there like one day in May, put a bunch of seeds in the ground and a couple transplants, and I didn't do anything. Cool. And the owner, owner just sort of showed up in August and started harvesting stuff and showed up intermittently. But no one's been watering it. No one's been doing anything to it. It turned out fine. Hmm. So, yeah, the idea that pine needles, if you took all that and tilled it in, that probably would not be good. No. Um, they say that pine needles make soil acidic. No, pine trees and spruce trees uh, grow in acidic soil. Yeah. They're not making the soil acidic. They they don't mind acidic soil. So mm. if you're if you're you know getting soil out of a forest that's a pine forest or a um, you know a, a spruce forest, that soil probably is acidic. Yeah. It's not because of the trees. It's, it's yeah. those trees are there because they don't have to compete with other trees. Right. right? They're there because they don't mind that soil. Yeah. Right. It would be like if uh, you know you and I were trying to uh, compete for land. Right. Right. And we both like land with, uh, um, I don't know, uh, uh, waterfront property, mm -hmm. but I really need it and you don't, right? And let's yeah. say I've got a bigger stick than you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, well, I, I don't want to fight him because he's got a bigger stick yeah. and I don't need that waterfront as much as him anyway. So I'm just going to go over here where it's, I don't have a waterfront. So most people might think, well, Dave's making all the water go away over there. Yeah. No, just doesn't mind you know, yeah. doesn't eat it as much, doesn't care about it as much. So it's the same thing. Those trees are in acidic soil because they, they do fine in acidic soil. They don't mind if they're adapted to it. Yeah. So the soil isn't acidic because they made it acidic. It's acidic because that's, you know, that's they're just fine with it. So there's no other things to compete. There, there isn't a whole bunch of maple trees and mm -hmm. birch trees and other things growing there um, because those things can't grow there. Those things don't like that kind of soil. Mm-hmm. I got off in a bit of a red there. So any kind of Ramiel wood chips you can get um, that have sort of green and brown in them, uh, they're fine. Mm. Um, leaves are great if you're, you know, looking at leaves on the side of the road. People put them off in uh, brown paper bags this time of year. Uh, very handy. Um, what was the point I wanted to make about leaves? The one thing I've noticed about leaves is that they can more than – any other kind of uh, mulch, in my experience, they can harbor slugs mm. uh, more than anything else. But the strategy for that is if you're going to use leaves, and that's not always the case. When I lived in the valley, I never had any problems with leaves and slugs. It seems to be here I have a problem with leaves and slugs. Um, the way I've worked around that is that you know I use different kinds of mulches. Right? I just use whatever I can get my hands on. So any bed that I'm growing things that are slug-proof – I use leaves. So mm -hmm. if I'm growing tomatoes, uh, if I have a tomato garden, uh, slugs don't bother tomatoes. I've never seen that. So I put the leaves in those gardens. Mm. If I'm planting potatoes, I don't find that slugs really bother potatoes too much, so I use leaves there. Right? If I'm growing um, squash, um, uh, really, you know, baby squash, the, the young shoots of squash uh, can be attacked by slugs, but mm -hmm. once the slugs start getting that spot, or once the squash starts getting that squash uh, uh, stems, the, the whole plant has a spiny texture. Once it's but you know, yeah, uh, once it's about three weeks old, it becomes spiny. Right. 
and that's slug proof, right? So any sort of squash, pumpkin, zucchini, uh, you know, anything like that, cucumber, that whole family, um, they're all relatively slug proof. So, you, But if you're going to be planting greens, um, especially kale, anything like that, anything in that family, uh, I would not use, uh, I mean, I mean, you, you can. I, mean, it's, I never worried about it until I lived here where I am. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have found that... Uh, uh, I don't tend to uh, find that uh, leaves are the best plan for that. <laughs> um, you can use uh, another one that, that works really well. If you know everybody has difficulty sourcing these different things, there's not like a lot of resources for or places to go to get mulches, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to a uh, you know a, a resource uh, supplier, like the kinds of places that that, that supply. Uh, gravel and soil and sand and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. They might have like one kind of mulch, right? Yeah. They've got that sort of like the, the black stuff, which is dyed black, and the red stuff, which is dyed red, and they've got the brown stuff, which is not dyed. Mm-hmm. But that those wood chips don't tend to be ramial wood chips. Um, they tend to be uh, uh, there's a lot more carbon in there than nitrogen. Um, so you know you want a mulch that. Is basically turning your garden into a, like a compost bin, right? Yeah. You're, you're putting a layer or two or three inches of mulch on the top that's perpetually breaking down and it's yeah. feeding your soil. So you want to be putting good food on your soil. And uh, I, I've tried it in other gardens. I don't find that that stuff works as well as the kind of wood chips that arborists generate. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work as well as leaves. Uh, you just look at the state of the soil a year afterwards. If you're using leaves on your soil, the soil becomes black. I mean, it's and same with ramial wood chips. The soil becomes black underneath that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's just a sign of it really, really working. Um, another one, uh, if you're having difficulty uh, sourcing these things, uh, but if you live near a forest, uh, rotten logs, so if like my house backs onto a forest, so I could go walk in the woods and I won't have to walk too far to find a dead tree that's fallen down. Mm-hmm. And some of those dead trees, I mean, all you got to do is bash it with a an axe or a you know a hammer or something like that, and it just smashes all up, right? Yeah. Um, and you can fill a couple bags with that, no problem. And I mean, you want the logs that are really, really, really rotten because mm-hmm. those logs, uh, wood, dead wood, needs to absorb nitrogen to break down that's why you never till it in your soil but if you find a dead log that's sitting on the ground it's probably been absorbing nitrogen from the ground for years mm-hmm. so it's a mulch and it's carbon but it, it will have pulled nitrogen out of the air and out of the soil to break down right, already right so it's a nitrogen source <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Uh, and it's, it's free if, if it's you know nearby and, and any sort of mulch you're using you should try to find stuff that's Near you, easy to get, not too much work. Um, another one, speaking to that, is uh, if you're near the ocean, seaweed's a great one. Uh, as far as I know, there's no law preventing you from going down and just grabbing some off the beach. I'm talking about dead seaweed, the stuff that just washes up on shore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you never know what you're going to find in there, so uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you find any fingers or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Usually yeah. you find bits of plastic and stuff, but... Uh, uh, that can be a great one, and as I mentioned, I think last episode, uh, the heat that that can create in your soil is incredible. Mm. Um, and I've read—I don't know about this—but that I've read that slugs hate it. Uh, I know digging underneath my seaweed, so it's always neat to look at the the layer where the mulch touches the soil. Mm. So moving that seaweed back 
Um, in my gardens, I'm seeing uh, worms and a lot of salamanders, in fact. So they don't seem to mind it, but I've, I've read that slugs hate it. I don't know. I don't, uh, <laughs> in my garden, it seems like everything slugs hate, uh, slugs seem to love in my garden. But I haven't seen any slugs climbing around the seaweed, so yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Uh, and of course, hay and straw. And, and a lot of people talk about hay. Oh, the hay's got seeds. It's, uh, you know, don't use hay. It's full of seeds. Um, if you take hay and you till it into your garden, you're going to get weeds like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> yeah. But if you just throw it on top, yeah, some of the seeds are going to shake loose and you're going to get a bit of grass or clover or whatever. But it's, you know, I covered my entire strawberry beds with hay um, two years ago. And really there wasn't that much, you know, coming out of that. Not that much at all. Mm. Uh, the kind of weeds coming out of my strawberry bed was no different than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just laying it on top, so most of the seeds aren't really in contact with the soil. Yeah. Right? They're just like baking in the sun sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, hay is fine. Hay is a lot che- – the reason I'm mentioning this is because hay is a lot cheaper than straw to buy. Um, sometimes people just throw it away if you're, if you're washing on the side of the road. Um, and uh, this is one I haven't tried. I, I think I'm going to try this this year just because I've got an ample source of it. Um, and I'm just going to mention this in case, you know, if, if you've got a large garden and you're willing to do experiments, uh, you know, if you've got a small garden, don't do experiments because you can ruin your whole garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got a large garden, I'm going to try this year, I think, on one of my beds using spruce baths. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the property near my house, it's got a lot of spruce trees that are, I mean, I'm talking every tree is like eight inches apart. So they need to be thinned down anyway. That's way too close for, for trees, and you know uh, most of them are going to die anyway because they're too close. Yeah. So I thought I'd go in there and just thin them out and you know hack the branches off and just uh, run over the lawnmower a few times and just throw those right on there yeah. just because I've got them. Or even just lay them down as like small boughs because they're, they're not going to blow away and they're going to do a fantastic job of keeping the sun off the soil. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I might try that. I think you know, just a suggestion. You know, again, it's all about using what's what's available and what's readily available uh, for you. So why not try that if uh, you know if you've got the space to spare? If you don't mind, I'm going to try that in an area maybe four by eight. So you know, in my that whole if that garden fails, that's not a big deal. Uh, True enough. But you know, I I, I don't see why it won't work because I've used chipped up spruce branches. Yeah. And it's been fun. So I think just laying some spruce boughs down, uh, it might be really easy. I mean, you can just lay them around the plants. You know, I didn't think you have to go that thick. It should keep a good deal of the sun. Yeah. Uh, oh, another uh, good tip. If you're putting your transplants in and you have a regular ac- access to something like spruce boughs, uh, on a really sunny day, um, you put your transplant in the ground and then you just jam spruce boughs in the ground around the plant to keep the sun directly off it for a few days. Yeah. It'll help that plant adjust. Hmm. You know, um, it's, it's better to put your transplants in on an overcast day or a day when there's going to be a few days of rain. Yeah. But let's just say the schedule is that, let's say tomorrow's the day you have to do it. Then, um, yeah, just put some, you can use anything, but I find that's what I've, I've got a million spruce trees. So it's, it's no big deal for me to just snack up a, grab a couple branches and jam them in the ground. Yeah. It works per- just like an umbrella, right? It's like a sun umbrella. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, that's another, that's a, another source. I mean, there's other sources of mulch, I'm sure, but there's just some hand uh, ones that I think p- people might find. I'm speaking to ones that are very easy for people to find and easy to source. Right. Another you can use is like, you know, uh, you know spent, uh, uh, spent grain from, like, uh, breweries. But yeah. I'd call just about every brewery in town, and they won't just give you one bucket of it. They basically say, well, we'll give you our our spent grain, but you're going to take all of our grain forever. <laughs> and I mean, they're, they're talking like 45 gallon drums that weigh like 400 pounds. Yeah. No, like, well, I'm not really into gardening on that scale. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what they normally do with those? They feed them to pigs. Do they? Yeah. Like, you know, after the, hey, why have, not? After the grains have done their work and making like, you know, delicious beer, um, <laughs> they make delicious bacon. <laughs> Beer and bacon. There you go. The deliciousness just does not end. Uh, <laughs> barley is barley just gives and gives and gives. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> oh my! So that's anyway, good. this is um, yeah. The reason this is all so important to uh, permaculture design is that you know permaculture is all about um, you know designing a garden space that is not. Um, exhausting to maintain, right? right that you're, right. you're 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 taking advantage of natural designs that exist in nor- in nature and putting them to work in your garden design, so that you get a really good yield with without a lot of work and without a lot of inputs. Yeah. And th- th- that all there's a wealth of literature on permaculture, and it can get very very uh, yeah. complicated to get into it. Yeah. But the simplest way to start in your garden. Is just get a mulch down because it's it does so many things. All the things I mentioned earlier: weed control, water retention, fertilization. Yeah. Um, you know, making an ideal environment for your beneficials, um, and also you know, creating an environment for uh, beneficial fungi like uh, mycorrhiza. Right. right. All that stuff that all starts with mulch. Gotcha. Right? So you know, if you're thinking of oh maybe I'll give this permaculture thing a try. It's as simple as putting a mulch down this year. Hmm. And, I mean, you can you read about it next winter and, you know, change some other thing. You know, there's all kinds of we'll, – we'll talk about a few other topics this year, but I don't mm-hmm. want to mm-hmm. exhaust people with it. But right. step one, step one, get a mulch down. Right? Get a yeah. mulch down, and uh, you will never go back to what you were doing before. Hmm. <laughs> you know, you, you will not go back. You will, yeah. Why – have I not been doing this before? Yeah. <laughs> First year, I've never gone back. First year, I did it. Everything's been great since then. Wow, cool. Right on, right on. All right, so that uh, that concludes episode 37. Who's our broadcast day. Yes, we appreciate you listening. As always, you can subscribe on iTunes, check out our Facebook page, become a fan, take part in some of our ever popular contests and uh yeah check the show notes if you want at maritimegardening.com slash zero three seven check out my column oh yes yes greg has has had a column for a little while now in the local express so check that out you can growing growing food with greg there Um, it is it's not duplicate content to this i i you know, it's it's a different sort of thing because I'm writing and yeah. and I expand on topics. You know, I'll, I'll look at things we talked about previously, but it's it's a very different sort of uh, um, delivery. Yeah, like it's, it's more essay like and uh, 
yeah. uh, less off the cuff. So it's more thought out and, sure. uh, you know, that sort of thing. Cool. So a different sort of content. Uh, right. if, you like, if you like reading. <laughs> if, you, if you prefer reading, yeah. Uh, you know, have at it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Growing food with Greg. Just Google that. Cool. Uh, enjoy and we're working on some new ideas too we'll fill you in as things unfold so yes yes exactly. so take care thanks for listening and uh, we'll catch you on the next one thanks greg thanks for listening all right bye-bye